Blog Talk Radio. Happy Thursday, everyone. You are listening to Deanna on Design on Blog Talk Radio. I am your host and house designer, Deanna Rodai, and today we're continuing our stay-at-home design series with the incredible Rebecca Sutton out of good old Texas, a kitchen and bath designer. From uh, The company is Kitchen Design Concepts, located in Dallas. And make sure you check the slideshow that's on the episode page. There are some incredible designs that Rebecca has worked on. She was also named uh, from NKBA, correct, uh, Rebecca? A 30 under 30. That's exciting. That's correct. Yeah. That was in 2017. Well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd be screaming it's that a from the hilltop. I love most of them, yeah. but some of the designs you worked out what i and again a little off topic we're going to be talking about e-design today and how to set up working uh, virtually with a designer but um just talking about some of your designs i love how you incorporate the benches into the islands and into the kitchen I mean, is that something that is on trend in Texas? I mean, I know we don't see a lot of that here in Florida. Oh, is there one of the designs you're talking about in particular? There, I believe it's the it's the white one uh, where it's the banquet seating on two sides, like forming a corner, and then there's an island on the other side um, of one of the benches. Yeah, so um, we actually get a lot of banquet designs. It's kind of a 50-50 if there's enough room in the space. Obviously, in smaller kitchens, it's really not something that's big, especially on an island. Um, Right. But they work really well in smaller spaces if you do have some sort of like alcove or something because you don't have to have that walk space around a table like the NKBA normally recommends. Um, So you can kind of get away with that and save some space. Um, And it's definitely helpful on an island where you want to transition to a lower countertop height as opposed to stool seating at that 36-inch kind of standard kitchen countertop height. Oh, yeah. So we get those a lot. Oh, when I was going through some of the pictures that you sent over, I was like, oh, these are gorgeous. (laughs) (laughs) Do you primarily work on, like, what is the average size house? regionally you know in in texas Ooh, um it really depends on your area we work with anybody from you know small condos um where mm-hmm. their kitchen is probably a single wall that's only like 12 feet long or something in the tiny island um all oh, the way okay. up to you know three million dollar homes four million dollar homes sure. that have a ridiculously sized kitchen and master yeah. bathroom suite and all of these things <laughs> so it's really all over the place just depending on if you're close to downtown if you're in like one of the small older neighborhoods a lot of the historic yeah. homes are really tiny um or yeah. if you're heading up towards um you know plano allen mckinney frisco where there's all of this land um you're house size you know triples quadruples in size yeah. so it's a really good mix it's actually I, I really like this area because things aren't too far away but you really have that wonderful mix of different house styles and sizes which just feeds the creativity some more 
Oh, yeah. Well, you know, whenever you think of Texas, you know, you obviously think, and I'm totally dating myself, you know, Dallas, you know, you got the big ranch, and it's just these vistas that you get to overlook, (laughs) and this whole thing. (laughs) You know, and well, I come, originally, I'm from Wisconsin, so a lot of it is the older Cape Cods and the bungalows. And when I moved to Charlotte, we had a lot of the bigger homes. There, that was of anywhere I've lived, probably the biggest, like average size home was probably about 3,000 square feet there. Mm -hmm. And then now in Florida, it's the good old cement block houses, you know, so you don't get blown away by a hurricane. And (laughs) like, okay. As they should be, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's talk e design. I Love this. Your the website is so customer friendly. Um, walk me through, I guess, the genesis of do you do mostly e-design with the company or do you still have more, you know, guests coming into a showroom? What is the, the process? Um, so I'll preface this by saying that I'll focus on, we do have two companies. Um, Kitchen Design Concept is the, the main original company that our owners, Mary Catherine and Jennifer, bought over mm-hmm. back in, ooh, I forget what year it was, 2005-ish. Um, okay. I always forget the exact year. Uh, <laughs> um, but when they took that over, Kitchen Design Concepts was our main core business. Um, we now do have a sister company called Cabinet Collection, where it is okay. an online catalog of cabinetry that we can mm-hmm. you know, design virtually and everything. So that is definitely all online. Um, and most of those clients do not reside in Dallas. So we're working oh, with people okay. from Tampa or people who live mm-hmm. in Houston. Um, we came in after the hurricane, and um, when the hurricane hit Houston, we were able to kind of reach out and say, hey, we do have these cabinets um, yep. to help you know, alleviate some of the, all the help that they needed over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had one or two people reach out to us um, to kind of start on that design. Um, we had opened it previously. We can ship kind of all over the country. We have a few people who um, are in Colorado right now, kind of near the Boulder and greater Denver area. Um, yeah. So that is an, a completely online platform. Um, what we've okay. done on the kitchen design concept side, which, you know, is our main company, we have mm-hmm. kind of worked towards being more and more online friendly as yep. things have progressed over the years. And in the past mm-hmm. couple of months, we've really, you know, put that into high gear um, because we have closed our showroom right now. Yep. Um, we yep. are only accepting deliveries um, and a few people in the area who feel comfortable enough to come in and take a look at samples in person. Um, mm-hmm. And that is all by appointment. So we only have one person okay. in the showroom at a time. Um, so we've kind of come out with these new processes for working with people virtually. Um, yeah. We we have had Ring Central um, for a couple of years now, and we use that for our phone system. But they also have okay. an amazing, you know, Zoom-like, WebEx-like platform sure. that we're able to video chat with customers, share our screen, yep. and go through design. Mm-hmm. Um, and our owners, Mary Catherine and Jennifer, they come from the consulting world, so they have always been very tech-savvy. Um, they yep. used to also own a small little AV company here for a while, too. Um, so mm-hmm. they love tech. 
Um, they give our IT guy a run for his money, and we we just kind of embrace things as they come along and try to see how they could best be utilized with yes. ourselves internally and externally with our clients. And I know when I started my company 16 years ago now, that was something, you know, because it was getting – out of Milwaukee, you know, there's a bigger world out there. And I was teaching a lot. And, you know, you would get people from, we'll say, Maine, how can we work with you? Uh, well, unless you want to pay me, you know, and back in the day, that's what it was, you know, the, with the travel and everything. Well, let's now try and do it by email. How about you take some pictures, you know, and I would have pictures people take pictures and send me that. And, you know, it's just amazing over the last 15 years how technology has changed and the designers who have embraced it. I love using Pinterest, the private boards, you know, to put together oh, ideas yeah. to go back. Yeah. To go and back and forth. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's, and, you know, I think the more that you can embrace it, the, the more people you can reach, the bigger geographic region you can reach if that's what you want to do. I mean, some people, you know, as we know, they want their area. They want to meet everybody in person and go into the house. And, you know, I like, give me your blueprints. Let's do an analysis. Great. Here we go next. I, you know, that, that's what I like doing. Uh, when you are working with a client, I know you had sent me wish lists walk me through do you like when people do you have a like a consultation form that people fill out or do you just jump right on in and do a, a video chat and get started um so there's kind of a couple of ways that we really kind of go through our first step um our our very initial meeting is you know getting your contact information and having you talk with one of our owners um, mm -hmm. at this point in time to, you know, understand exactly what your goal is, like what space you're working in, what your investment is or your ideal investment, the home value, where you are, um, and then we tell you about us to make sure that, you know, we're actually a good fit for the that client as well. Yep. That's also mm -hmm. a point, uh, very, you know, it's very important. Um, mm -hmm. And then we kind of go into our step one, which would either be um, previously it was, you know, go out and take measurements and talk to people on the job site um, right. or have them come in and talk to us in the showroom. And right now it has been, you know, video chatting and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. a bunch of ways to approach the same concept um, of talking about the space, if not in the space, while we're seeing it. So pictures or, you know, FaceTiming or having those video conferences. Um, mm -hmm. And then when it comes to the wish list, we a lot of the people that we work with are avid cooks, and those are our favorite clients because they're going to be using the kitchen that they're designing. Um, and everybody mm -hmm. in the world needs a functional bathroom space. We all use them <laughs> several times a day, even though we don't <laughs> like talking about it. Um, yes. And so those two rooms are very important, and you start realizing, yes. and we've kind of created this, um, we do have a form for a uh, little focused more on the kitchen itself, um, but on our website we have a lifestyle assessment form where you can actually go mm -hmm. through and list, you know, how do you cook, how many people are in the house, how old are the people in the house, um, mm -hmm. are you right-handed versus left-handed, have you yep. heard of a speed oven before? Does it make sense? Mm -hmm. What do you actually use your microwave for cooking for? Um, and then we talk to people, you know, the 
we did a really fun blog post about it a couple years ago, the awkward questions we ask people about their bathroom. You know, do you shower and bathe together? How do you shave your legs? And, like, Mm -hmm. do you need an extra fan in an extra space because you smell a little bit? It's okay. Tell Mm -hmm. us. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we kind of go through all of these at that initial, you know, step one consultation um, to really understand how you're going to use the space that we're working on um, and then what makes sense for you and your family. Um, And then the other big thing we talk about is how long do you plan on staying in the home? Because that will help drive how personalized Mm -hmm. we get as opposed to how investment-friendly we get um, based on what you might need. Someone who's staying in their home for three to five years might need a much bigger ROI kind of up front, whereas somebody Mm -hmm. staying in the home 10-plus years really just needs to personalize for what they're going to get out of it. So. Mm-hmm. Can I? You 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 said a couple of things that just really struck me, and and it just it it warms my heart <laughs> because some of the things um, that you think are are common sense as a designer, especially in your initial consultation. And I do this; I have a design consultation form as well. You know, and we spend time, you know, here, fill this out so that, you know, you can tailor this, that you get, you know, the most bang for your buck. And so many designers don't do that. And, you know, I know I've personally found that it helps focus the client and that you can better direct the budget, you know. And then what are your goals? How are you going to use this space? Who uses this space? How do you use it? And I loved what you said. You are the very first person in all the years that I have been doing this podcast and doing interviews where it has come up the value of the home and, you know, how long you're going to be there and what do you want to get out of it that you take that into consideration. And not saying that other designers don't do it, but that you verbalized it, that it's part of your initial conversation. And that's so important because we've all walked into spaces and you're like, what happened here? <laughs> Who did this? <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I walked into one house where I called it the Jabberwocky house. I thought that you you were just taking hallways to nowhere and it's it, you got lost in the house. You know, you had to put out bird seed, you know, because you had a trail to get your way back. <laughs> your little Hansel and Gretel trail down the hall to make yeah. sure you get back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love that you take that care. And have you found that, um, I, don't, I don't know how to put this, that some people maybe get impatient you know, because because of HGTV, love HGTV and DIY and everything, you know, sometimes people have the expectations of, you know, magically the next day, you know, the contractors show up and you start doing demo and you have your countertops. And in three days, you know, you have a new $50,000 kitchen. Have you found that? <laughs> oh, that is a conversation we have pretty early in our um, process. Um, because in order yeah. for us to, you know, create the designs and revisions to the designs and get all the way, we do fixed price proposals, so we plan everything before we sign off. We, we okay. enter into yep. a design agreement before we do all of mm-hmm. those things. Um, mm-hmm. And so 
one of the parts of, you know, let us tell you about our company, we always have that conversation of how long an average kitchen remodel takes and how long an average yes. bathroom remodel takes and mm-hmm. why it takes that long. Um, we, yes. use, we use Microsoft Project and create actual Gantt charts that we're able to give to our clients. Um, and so we usually show uh, if somebody's doing kind of a mid-sized kitchen um, a full remodel where they're actually moving things around, that might yes. take, and it's permitted, it might take that 12 to 14 weeks from day of demo yes. to day of when you're moving back mm-hmm. in. Um, and for mm-hmm. us, that's a pretty standard timeline. If yes. say, you're doing a rip and replace and the utilities are staying in the same place, we might be able to knock off two weeks because your plumbers and right. your electricians aren't moving 50,000 things around. Um, Correct. But we we create that kind of Gantt chart, and based on what we've talked about, we can kind of show them why it takes that 12 plus or minus weeks. Um, right. Because, you know, we don't like the electricians and the plumbers on top of each other. They don't like it either. Well, why yeah. is my plumber only there half a day? Because nobody mm-hmm. else, he's done in half a day. Good for him. And nobody yeah. else was scheduled to be there that day to, you know, mm-hmm. bother the plumber while he was doing his wonderful work. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we have mm-hmm. that conversation pretty upfront because um, that's important to a lot of people. And most of the time we actually get that as a question. So, well, And I think, too, just part of the whole thing is communication. And if you have that open line of communication right from the beginning, you set the expectation, um, you know, under promise, over deliver, you know, and then if you do finish quicker, you know, then they're happy, you know, because their expectation was 12 weeks and you finished in 10 or 11. Uh, But setting that expectation also helps with customer service and the angry phone calls or if you do have to break bad news because a water pipe got busted or some other horror was found. I'm Which, working on a house know, now. Never yeah. happens. Obviously those things never <laughs> happen on a real job site. Um but no, it, it it's absolutely true because they've already had that instilled trust in you. Um and yes. so they they already understand this. And then you can that the nice thing about using those Gantt charts or a calendar or something like that, you can yeah. show them if something does arise because um, we like to tell, I, I get this quote from our owner, Mary Catherine, directly, um, we are super girls. We don't have super x-ray vision. And so that's usually yep. when change orders come in. Um, yes. And so when those change orders happen, we can actually, you know, add that into the project, say the plumber is going to take an extra day, but in the grand scheme mm-hmm. of things, it's not going to add or take away from your total timeline because yes. he's able to finish those within that other half a day that he had free or something like that. Mm-hmm. So. What have you found, uh, I don't know how I want to ask this question, With the, do you find that people are receptive of working virtually and, you know, that way, or have you found resistance to working that way? So I think we've had a pretty positive response to it, um, especially right now because that we're kind of very limited to what we are mm-hmm. able to do. Um, in right. Dallas County, we are considered um, remodeling services um, that aren't elective. So there's a bit of a clarification right now. They are we're, – we're an essential business, um, so we're still able okay. to operate. However, we Got cannot um, – or aren't supposed to start kind of like brand-new projects. 
So we're just working on the okay. design process right now. So we're kind of mm-hmm. ready to rock and roll once this is all over. Um, mm-hmm. But for people that are in that design process who are finishing up or people who just need cabinets only, we also do supply cabinets to local builders and architects and designers that don't have their own cabinet lines. Um, right. We're meeting with all of them to do the design and everything virtually. The only, I guess, pushback, if you want to use that phrase that we've gotten, is mm-hmm. you can't see materials through a computer screen. Um, and so the material right. selection is really the only thing that's kind of has a little bit of a hindrance to it. But mm-hmm. we have kind of gone through a process for that right now. Um, and then through Cabinet Collection, our, our online um, sister company, they were able to actually send out samples to those people as well. Um, so they, yeah, being so you can so see. that they can yep. see their cabinet. Yep. Well, and you know, you're in Texas, so you're you're kind of like in the boat, like with Florida. You know, we'll be, I think, one of the first states. You've already started opening up in Texas, correct? Or no, not um, yet. We. I believe they've said that they're going to open and that Texas is going to be the first one to open. I personally have not gone through the list to figure out what they're opening when. Um, We're just kind of taking it day by day, week by week, to see what we are allowed and should do. Um, And then, of course, for the time being, everyone's going to have their own level of, you know, comfortable. Comfort what yep. they're comfortable with. Um, so mm-hmm. we will continue to be taking that, you know, case by case, client by client. So yeah, until I know, we're um, back to a more normal, normal. <laughs> well, right. And and I know here in Florida, if a, if a project has already started, you know, the contractors are working. And so, you know, we have such an older population, you know, our demo here skews older. So a lot of projects, being postponed, so at least being able to work virtually, you know, you can at least keep the design process moving, you know, that you're not coming to a complete halt, you know, like you were with some people who haven't thought, you know, thought, oh, e-design, hey, let me try this, or, you know, that you're not comfortable with technology. Uh, Do you see this going forward, um, that e-design is going to be, the the future of design or a nice add-on, you know, something in your, you know, pocket that you can add as a list of, in your list of services? I I think it's going to be more of a nice add-on um, and it'll get utilized maybe a little bit more. We were using this previously because um, we, we work with a lot of, you know, consultants, or right. doctors or people who um, aren't able to always meet during normal business hours or can't mm-hmm. get to the showroom fast enough, it's faster for them to go home and log on and join us right. in a virtual meeting. Um, so yeah. we had previously been doing that. And so for those kinds of people, sometimes meeting virtually to an hour in traffic, um, mm-hmm. in which case they're meeting with us for that 30 minutes to an hour. And it's, it's definitely a time saver. Or if you are traveling during the week, um, we aren't always open on the weekends. It's appointment only, and it's very rare. And it's usually only for those people who travel Monday through Friday during the week right. and can't come see right. us. Um, right. But say if we need to have our design meeting and I am actually already busy for the next three weekends, um, but we need to keep going with your timeline, 
we'll meet, you know, after 5 o'clock, maybe 6 or later our time mm-hmm. um, or your time, depending on where the consultant is during that week. Right. And we'll yeah. be able to meet virtually and kind of keep going through and then just have somebody let us in the house for the following week to either remeasure or do a construction walkthrough or anything like that. So we've been doing well, that a lot I- before this, and I think it'll just continue to be kind of an additional option that people will start to feel more and more comfortable with. Well, and I think this goes to knowing who your client is, which is, you know, something I preach with NKBA. It's one of the classes that I teach, NKBA. Uh, (laughs) A little self-promo there about knowing your mission statement and who your client is and how you can best serve them. And being able to serve that market of people who travel and you know it is a different skill set you know that you have to have and how available you know you are and that type of thing but I mean I love the technology aspect of it Um, with the wish list what are some of the most common things that you see people wishing in kitchens and bathrooms and then tell me some of the most outrageous stuff that was on a wish list Oh, um, so kind of the the common trends that we've seen, I don't want to call them trends, but the common themes yeah. that we see is, you know, opening up a space or getting rid of part of a wall um, to kind of create a more open concept. Um, okay. Everyone in the world wants an island um, because okay. I would agree with them. So, the word island comes out of so many people's mouths um, that yeah. I just assume that most people want islands until they tell me they don't want one now. Don't. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want an island. Okay. Um, or if you've only got 12 feet of space, you're not getting an island. It doesn't fit. Yeah. Um, no matter how bad you want the, one, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But the <laughs> I, I think that kind of leads into those words when I hear those. It's more of a, um, I don't think it's because they want an island. They want the, the concept of something that you walk all the way around. You can fit mm-hmm. more people. There's kind of a better ease of access. And so that's kind of how my brain works when I hear those mm-hmm. things. Um, right. If they want to be able to have people in the space without being in your cooking space. Um, mm-hmm. So the chef zone is really important Um, and so that's Mm -hmm. kind of a top wish list the person who's cooking doesn't want to be running into people or into objects Um, Mm -hmm. and so that's probably the number one thing that ends up on a kitchen wish list Um, enough space to walk around and move in the kitchen and then all sorts of different storage solutions it varies by client Um, yeah we have people who are very avid about needing a mixer lift somewhere um, double trash rollouts are kind of a standard now for every single kitchen okay. that we do. Um, oh, okay. And then a cutlery or a knife insert or something like that is usually kind of a common cabinet request as well. So, okay. Um, in, in a bathroom, we're doing a lot of tub to shower conversions, especially in smaller masters where there is okay. a tub somewhere else in the home um, so yes. people are getting rid of all of these extra tubs um, mm-hmm. and going to a shower conversion so that is a very common ask for a lot of people okay. um, and then either like a bench or a handheld kind of the showering area I think is the biggest request because they I guess they were not previously made 
the way people wanted them to be made. Um, so we're, the shower area itself usually is a number one request to fix or update by doing this or that. Are you seeing like the, the multiple um, shower heads, you know, the raindrop shower head, you know, systems were really popular for a while. That's all you would see at KBiz. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other trends, anything like motionless or the Bluetooth in your faucets, you know, the high tech, anything like that. Are you still seeing that as a trend? Um, I don't know what it is about us or our area, but we don't get a lot of the high tech stuff ourselves. Um, not I know here we're either. asking yeah. for it, um, but we're yeah. not doing a whole lot of it yet. I do see that as increasing as like the touchless is, People have been going through this and not wanting to touch anything um, yes. during our current yes. life situation. And so I think yeah. that's going to start growing in trend a little bit more. Um, okay. But the the wanting to have kind of that shower area where you have options, we do a lot of, you know, what I'll call two-fur, three-furs. Um, and okay. funny enough, on our Instagram page, I just posted about this yesterday, um, where it was a shower that had a handheld next to the bench, a dropped rain shower head, as well as an angled, because, you know, not all females wash their hair every single time, mm -hmm. so we need an angled yep. shower head. Um, yeah. And so it's it, we do a lot of those, or where there's dual shower heads, because People want, out of couples, um, one showers in warmer water than the other, but they want it to be set to their own temperatures, but they do like showering at the same time, or having mm -hmm. it preset to their specific temperature and not having their spouse touch it. Um, so we get a lot of that. <laughs> oh, and then let me just hang on one second. We've got 10 seconds left um, of live, and I know we've got some live listeners so Rebecca and I are going to finish up our conversation. If you'd like to hear the end of it, just make sure you download it. That'll be available in five minutes. All right. We can continue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, it, it's just some of those things, you know, that you think about, and it's not until you have – and I've had clients even think about, like you said, about not washing your hair every day. You really wouldn't – Think of that unless someone asked you to physically, like I've had clients walk me through how you come home from work. You know, how do you process mail when you get home? You know, so to figure out how we're going to lay out a space plan or doing a mudroom or something like that or an office. And, you know, some of, sometimes your actions are just so unconscious and it's not until you are physically doing them and thinking about it it's like oh yeah I do do this here's where the mail gets dropped off here's where my keys go yeah yeah you know and do you have people walk you through their routine or is it mostly just through the questionnaire so if we're if we're in the space talking about the space which is my favorite part also because you actually get to talk with the client which it's going to be a very personal business working in their home, so I love meeting yeah. people in person purely for that yeah. reason. Um, yeah. But people will, um, I think, I think a majority of clients just kind of end up doing it is they'll walk around the space a little bit and show you some of the things that they're talking about 
um, mm-hmm. which can be a little bit telling about what is higher on a priority list. Yeah. Um, so, mm-hmm. like, that person who does want a mixer list, you go and see where their mixer is, and then you ask them how many times they actually pull it out, and they're like, oh, twice a year. So maybe that's uh-huh. not a great storage solution for you. Um, but yeah. people will kind of walk around the space and say, and this, is, this isn't working for me. Or they're in, in a bathroom, they'll walk up to their, um, you know, their 30-inch high old standard vanity height and say, see, I bend down this far. I need a right. countertop lifted up. And we're like, yes, we agree with you. Um, and they'll kind of physically show you these things. Um, if not, it might be something that they've said that will ask them to kind of notice what they do over the next week. Mm-hmm. Um, we have done kind of an obstacle. It becomes an obstacle course in people's homes where they're putting something where it's a, just a blank empty space in the room today. So we're adding more cabinets, especially in like a kitchen mm-hmm. or a mud room or a laundry room. And we ask them to like put a table or some boxes so that they can see how it feels with that space being taken up by something and how their walk mm-hmm. kind of gets affected by it. And that'll vary right. by room, but yeah, it, it just kind of varies by, you know, the space that you're in and the clients and how, you know, active and vocal they are. If they know how to vocalize the, their wish list very well, they're pretty good at it. <laughs> yeah, yes. Oh, sorry about that. The dogs, uh, it's very windy here at the moment. We've got some storms coming through, <laughs> and Miss Sophie is letting her, she's saying, hi, everybody. Um, I was interviewing um, a designer up in Grand Rapids, Michigan, who does a lot of new construction. And she Mm -hmm. said one of the things that started coming up um, to be included in designs or, you know, just kind of stepped out are in the transition space from outside to inside. So like in either carving out in the garage or in the mudroom, some kind of like a, a transition. I mean, I'm calling it a detox space, but where you can either change clothes, change shoes, you know, because shoes cannot now be worn in the house. So where are you doing your shoe storage? Um, she actually had a client asking for a small wash space. Her husband works in healthcare, And so there was no commingling of the clothes when he came home and, and this type of thing. Do you, like, what are your thoughts on that? I, I mean, personally, I kind of like the tricking out of mudrooms a little bit or, you know, carving out some spaces in garages. And I, I can see that um, coming about. What just like, what are your thoughts? Um, so I'll kind of broaden that a little bit and then come back down. Um, I think, especially through this, so um, what you just mentioned about like a wash station when you come in for healthcare workers, yeah. I bet yeah. everybody wish they had one of those right now and they're mm-hmm. makeshifting those in their garages or at the front yep. door so to mm-hmm. keep their family safe, um, especially during the current situation. Um, yep. And so I, I definitely see that as something um, – that can arise as kind of a, it, everybody kind of went to this open concept um, and it's definitely still a prevalent idea and thing that we're designing around. And I love a general open concept, but I think we're going to start moving towards kind of an open concept with specialized mm-hmm. spaces. So the, that clean yes. space, um, a specialized mud room, 
Um, mm-hmm. Home offices, I think we're going to see a rise back in a home oh, office or a dedicated yes. home office space. Because mm-hmm. people are realizing that they're taking all of these calls and you can hear your dog and your cat and your significant That's other right. all chatting with each other at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um and that's happened to me. I do not have a dedicated space. Um, so my boyfriend and I are both on conference calls at the same time. Um, and I have now shunned myself to the bedroom because this is the only personalized space that I can find away from him at the time. Um, right, right. So, the, yeah, so the, the rise of kind of these specialized spaces um, or these transition spaces, um, I think, are going to be as enclosed rooms or potentially enclosed rooms, um, maybe they're, mm-hmm. you know, like a barn door concept or something like that, or glass doors where you can see through and it doesn't feel completely enclosed. I think those are going to kind of come, I don't know if they can come back if they weren't really there as specialized spaces, they were just different rooms, um, but I think they're going to be a little more relevant in the, the next couple of years as people start thinking about them more. I'm actually really excited um, about what is coming because right now we really can be creative, you, you know, with, with it, it kind of is anything goes with, you know, how you can carve out your space and just where design goes. Um, one of the shows that we did in this series was um, pandemic inspired design and these case study houses <laughs> Uh, with more windows to let in natural light, having the fountains or sinks at your entry points to wash your hands, having a shoe station, you know, at at the doors. And I, I just think it's going to be really interesting and even geographic, you know, because each parts of the country and each, you know, different parts of the world were hit differently. You know, so it, I... Personally, I think it's going to be really interesting to see where design goes in public and personal spaces. Oh, agree. Um, and we've actually seen here in Texas, um, because it's you know essentially pool season all year round, we've seen a pretty big uptick in um, the outdoor kitchens that we are designing. Um, because yeah. we do have an outdoor cabinet line. Um, we use Nature yeah. Cast made in Canada. Um, and so we, we've seen a big uptick in that. And anybody who can cook outside right now is. We've had gorgeous yeah. weather the past couple of weeks, um, with the exception of one very rainy week. But it was still nice. Yeah. Um, and yeah. because everybody's cooped up in their house right now, mm-hmm. going outside just to cook has been, you know, a godsend to those people who have yep. the opportunity to do that. Um, and We're so lucky. we've definitely seen that grow um, a little bit. And I feel, you know, sad for anybody who lives in what I'll consider uh, very far north Texas, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, essentially the rest of the country and Canada itself. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Well, we'll talk outdoor kitchens on on another show because I love outdoor kitchens. I think that'll be fun. But so to wrap it up, how can people contact you, the company, maybe get started on something or they need cabinets? Give us uh, the website and your blog and how they can get started. 
All right. Well, we've already mentioned it. I work for Kitchen Design Concepts, um, and so it is just that, kitchendesignconcepts.com. Design is singular. Concepts is plural. People mess it up all the time, but you'll find yep. it eventually. Um, <laughs> but our, our blog is there, and the, the last couple of blogs that we've done, um, so last week we did one on our virtual design services, um, and we've done a, the bathroom and kitchen wish list over the past couple of weeks. Um, so that's a really good services. Um, and then there is um, a lifestyle assessment form that you can search for and actually fill out if anybody wanted to kind of dive right in. Otherwise, you, you reach out, um, give us your contact information, and one of our owners, either Mary Catherine or Jennifer, will be reaching back out to you, whether or not you want to do a full remodel, um, kind of get cabinets only. Um, and then we also do what we call our revive projects. Um, Erica is the designer for our revive projects. So what she does is, you know, switch out just countertop and backsplash, maybe repaint the cabinets or refinish them, new door drawer fronts. Um, so if you don't want to pay for new cabinets but want to upgrade the look of it because you're tired of staring at your 80s looking kitchen, even though it was probably mm -hmm. only built 10 years ago, a revive yep. project is perfect for that as well. Um, and you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Um, we post almost all the time, and we are actually doing some uh, cooking with KDC. You'll see our owners and their son um, doing some videos on our Facebook page, and they've done a few recipes so far. Um, they're pretty fun to watch. So, yeah. Well, that's that's fun. Thank you for spending time with me today. I appreciate oh, absolutely. it. Absolutely, it was and great lovely. info. <laughs> And we will definitely do this again. We'll talk outdoor kitchens. And everybody, if you have any questions for myself, uh, for Rebecca, that you want to follow up or you want her on again to talk outdoor kitchens sooner rather than later, let me know on our Facebook page, Deanna on Design. Everybody, again, thank you. Happy Friday. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy. You've been listening to Deanna on Design on Blog Talk Radio. With Deanna Rod, I thanks so much. Rebecca, thanks. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye now.